if you're a business owner, I will pinpoint in on some areas of improvement and give you, you know, basically map out exactly how I just did, like how to identify your targeting, how to build a strategy, what sort of messaging should you consider putting out there in the world to help get conversations and sales going. Welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast, where we interview everyday women making a difference in their lives and communities. From doctors to stay-at-home mamas, CEOs who work hard with no drama, this is where you come to dream and be inspired. Because at Dream Mentorship, we believe that every dream is valid. Here's our host and founder, Mac Jane Creighton. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast. As you already know, I'm your girl, Mac Jane Creighton. If you're new here, we just want to say welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast. We're glad that you stopped by to listen, and we hope that you'll take a minute to listen to the other podcasts that we already have here. And if you found one that you love, leave us a review. Let's know what you think about the podcast. We're going to go or jump right into today's podcast. We have a guest today who is award-winning marketer with more than 13 years of industry experience. She has passionately served as a voice for technological advancement and medical support for underrepresented and underserved populations. In just a few years, Katrina had skyrocketed in the digital marketing agency to be a top choice firm landing herself on national stages, sharing leadership concepts on social media today and social media examiner. Katrina loves to grow business success stories and her company is called North Star HQ, which she founded in 2011. She's an author of a recipe book called High Attitude Baking, and she's a mom of two. And of course, she is all things amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> just getting to know her, and it's, it's just been fun already. So I, I think you're going to absolutely have fun listening to her story today, and I'm hoping that it inspires you. So would you join me and welcome to today's podcast, Katrina Pedron. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I see you've done a lot of speaking, a lot of awards. That's amazing. Congratulations on all of those. Thank you. The speaking's been, it's been a journey. I definitely didn't set out to be a speaker, but you know, in running North Star, I really learned that speaking is a really great way to get in front of a larger audience quickly. And it's a good way to position yourself as a thought leader and an expert in the space. So it kind of just grew from that. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm actually going to ask you, because, uh, you know, just before we jumped on the podcast, we were just talking about the the age range, 28 to 35, how hard it is. That's where a lot of decisions are made. And you've had more than 13 years of experience running your business. What was the turning point for you to say, you know what, I need to start my own business? What is the story behind North Star? Mm. Yeah, so I had worked as a director of marketing for a large hospitality group in the Midwest where I'm from. And I had been there maybe 
five years or so in total. But a couple interesting things happened during that time. One, the economy tanked in 2008. And what we know is, you know, people really conserve their funds, super similar to right now with the pandemic. They were not going out to eat as much. They were not traveling as much and staying in hotels. And so even though I was doing what I thought was a really great job at the company, I had been at the company a while, had some trackable success. And then just personally, you know, during that time I got married, I had our first child and then I was pregnant with our second. And because the economy was what it was, that company could not afford to increase my wage or anyone else's wage. So essentially five years into my career, I still had an entry level salary and being pregnant with our second child, I was so frustrated and I took my salary, backed out taxes and backed out the cost for daycare for two kids and realized I was going to make $0 after all of that. And to me, that was the fire. That told me like, okay, well, even if I worked part-time on my own or started freelancing or something like that, I'm so positive I can bring home more than $0. So that's what I did. So I started this company with one client and you know, have just grown from there. Wow. So what is North Star HQ about? In the beginning, it started as social media marketing. So back in 2011, when it started, this was a time where most businesses really didn't know how to leverage social for business growth. There was the idea out there that, hey, these platforms are growing. A lot of people are spending a lot of time on them every day, but we don't really know how to turn that into what matters to us, which is business growth or revenue leads, whatever you want to call it, different for different businesses, but that's kind of the crux of it. So we started in the social media space and that was our bread and butter for years, probably maybe a good three, four years in, we started adding other services like email marketing and SEO, website development, lead generation, things like that, because really what we are now is a full service digital agency. Yeah, and I, I really want to get into that because I see that some of the things that you have covered in your speaking is this connecting the dot. Everyone thinks, okay, just jump on it, but post on social media and boost the you know, boost yeah. your post and and that's it. But it's way more than that. Like you just talked about lead generation for mm-hmm. people who are not in the marketing business, but as a nonprofit, we constantly mm-hmm. have to learn and figure out what campaigns are working and what campaigns are not working. How to implement and and be better at it. What is your, I would say in a nutshell, let's do a crash course on connecting the dots. So the thing about connecting the dots is to start with what is important for you. One of the things that I say a lot of times when I'm speaking on this topic is fans will never be aligned on your P&L. Now, I also have to tell you, if you don't know what a P&L is, that's okay. There was a time that I didn't know what that was either. <laughs> but what it stands for is profit and loss statement. This is what business owners are looking at. Basically, they're looking at the amount of money coming in and the amount of money going out, right? This is important because it's going to show you the health of your business. But as social media started becoming a thing and gaining some traction, I, mean, I was in my fair share of board meetings where the CFO was like, absolutely, we are not getting on Facebook. That's going to be the death of our business. All it's going to be are reviews, right? And we don't want to manage all these reviews. And yeah, reviews happen. People leaving reviews is a great time to address those comments or concerns, but that's a whole other 
thing. But as far as connecting the dots, it goes to what's important to your business. If fans or engagements or likes or shares, comments, those aren't going to show up on your P&L because if you're running a business, what you really care about is how it's growing and it, is it stable and is it at the point where you want it to be. So for the companies that we work with, we're mostly working with tech and software companies now and really what they want, they'll say different things, but they'll, they'll say they want more leads coming in. They want more sales conversations for their sales team. They want more demos to be booked. Those are key words to indicate to me. They really want more deals. They want more sales coming in. So when we're connecting the dots and building out that strategy, we have to look at the full ecosystem online. So the main things are social media marketing, email marketing, SEO, paid advertising. You know, those are kind of the core that we handle but if you look at those things, you then have to track that activity and how it does impact the P&L. So if we're running paid ads, for example, that means we're paying money for Google or Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever platform to show our content to the types of people that we want to be in front of. Now, we're showing that content with the strategy and with the intention of getting demos booked. So let's say we have money going on Google and we have money going on LinkedIn. They're both bringing people to us to book a demo. So then we have to look at those two platforms, see what the cost is. Does Google cost more or less than LinkedIn to bring a person to book a demo? Does one of those platforms convert higher than the other? Does one of those platforms have a better quality based on who we're looking to have demos with and who's actually closing and buying the software technology? So those are more the conversations that we're looking at. Yes, things like fan growth, likes, comments, shares, those are indicators to us as to how things are going, but we really want to connect the dots as to what are we doing and how much does it cost to get more conversations from the uh, over to your team. Yes, absolutely. I, I love, man, this is a lot of nuggets already. Mm -hmm. And I want to get into more of your story, but I, I'm kind of stuck on this. How do small business, how do they market themselves in such a way that they don't get overwhelmed or swallowed up in this, you know, ocean of social yeah. media? and digital marketing and and even traditional marketing is is that even a thing these days i mean i know media is super important tv radio magazines and yeah. um all, all those uh, traditional forms of marketing but these days barely hear of them every time you talk about marketing the first thing that comes to mind is you know social media facebook yeah. linkedin all that stuff how would a small business compare you know do that analysis to say okay where would i make the most out of this uh, marketing and to lead to sales or lead to whatever it is that they're looking for at the, at the end of the day? I'll speak to both of those points. So when I started in marketing, email marketing existed. Social media did not. Most of my job was doing print ads, writing copy for billboards, producing radio spots for the radio, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, TV spots for just regular old television. And what I see, see with small businesses a lot of times is small businesses tend to have small budgets but they desire mm -hmm. big results and it's it's a really tricky place to be in small businesses that have small budgets are going to find more traction and more bang for their buck 
with digital activities. It simply costs less and it's more trackable, right? So early in my career, when I was doing these things like writing radio spots and TV spots, we didn't have a fantastic way to track it. And so what we did was we had these printout calendars and each day we would write what the sales were for the day and whether that was up or down and by what percentage. And then we would overlay whatever marketing activity we had on that. So if we had two weeks of a heavy radio promotion, we would you know, highlight that with radio. And if we saw that those little arrows were up, we're like, hey, our radio ads are really working. If those little arrows didn't really change much, we're like, man, our ads aren't working. Maybe we should try different creative or a different radio station or, you know, just optimize it in some format. A lot of small businesses would struggle to have the budget for something like that. Now, with digital, it's a much, much lower point of entry, right? Like you can literally do Facebook ads for a dollar a day if you wanted to, you know, and then track the results, optimize, see what is or isn't working, and then put more money on the thing that is working. Uh So that's one thing. The other piece is digital and social media marketing has become so fragmented. And what I mean by that is there's not just one channel where we're all spending our time. There's the four or five major ones of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and I'd probably put Pinterest up there and then YouTube. So I guess maybe Mm -hmm. six. And then there's tons of smaller ones where people spend their time and Reddit and things like that. And so as a business owner wanting to make impact I can also see how easy it is to get overwhelmed and sort of bombarded by feeling like, oh, I should be everywhere. The easiest way for me to look at it is twofold. And if you think back to like, I don't know, like a fifth grade science class or something of that old school Venn diagram, the sweet spot is going to be the platform that you are most comfortable with. So if I'm talking to a business owner and they're like, I just don't get it. I do not understand how Pinterest works, the whole way that you post and what you post. It's so confusing to me. And I don't have a lot of images and you need so many images for Pinterest. Don't choose Pinterest because if that is how you feel about it and if that is where you are, you are never going to post on Pinterest. But Mm -hmm. you feel like, you know what? Instagram's super easy. I always have my phone on me. I could snap a photo. I understand how the filters work. That's in the Venn diagram of, okay, that's a great fit for for you personally. And that's where you can be committed and you can have some consistency. Now, the other side of that Venn diagram is your target audience. The good news is most demographics are on all of these platforms in some capacities, some more than others, like Pinterest and Instagram definitely skews a little bit heavier On the female side, Facebook, believe it or not, I think right now actually is skewing a little bit older than it used to. And so you just have to, you have to find that sweet spot on the Venn diagram of what you're comfortable with, what you'll be consistent with combined with where's your audience spending their time. If they're never on Pinterest, don't go to Pinterest. If they're spending all their time on YouTube, go to YouTube, you know, and find Mm. that sweet spot. That's really, really cool. I mean, you you broke it down. I think we need we need to um, pay for that cost. <laughs> so if you listen to this podcast and you took a lot of notes, yeah, you need to contact Katrina for more. <laughs> okay. All right. And I think that would just kind of lead us right into you telling us who are your target audience? How can they contact you? How What services do you provide? 
Yeah. So on our implementation side, this is where we're doing the service for you. So we're doing things like running your advertising campaigns, setting up email funnels, um, getting demos booked, that sort of thing. We mostly work with tech and software companies. And then we do have a fair amount of construction and business service providers in there. Most of our companies are fairly well-established companies, or they have some funding to back them if they are more of a startup or you know something in that capacity. Now, what I do offer, because I know that's not accessible for everyone, is I do offer our consultations where if you're a business owner, I will pinpoint in on some areas of improvement and give you, you know, basically map out exactly how I just did, like how to identify your target targeting, how to build a strategy, what sort of messaging should you consider putting out there in the world to help get conversations and sales going. Hmm. That's awesome. So where, where can they, what's your website or con best way to contact you or to book a service? Sure. The best way is to go to the website. It's northstarhq.com. Perfect. So you heard her and I want you to go check her website out. Okay. All right. So let's dive really a little bit more into personal life because that's a, a huge part of what our podcast is also about, you know, telling the real life stories of real women, uh, women with authentic stories. Uh, and I know that you're a mom of two. How, how do you balance that, especially, you know, hearing your story of how you left your, you know, your nine to five job to start your own business? How do you balance life now that you're an entrepreneur, you're, you know, traveling, speaking, winning awards, and you're still a mom, <laughs> you know, you know, so how, how do you balance that life? Well, I've gotten better. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if it great in the beginning, to be honest. And part of that was, you know, when I started the company, I had a two-year-old and a two-week-old. I had my hands full. We also moved cross-country in that same exact period. And so the first couple of years were really, really hard. And I do know you know, around like years three, four, five, I was super committed to growth because I could see how this business could be sustainable. And I did travel a lot. I went to a lot of networking events. And when I say a lot, it's a lot for me. It's probably not for someone super extroverted. But for me, like one bit of travel, one, you know, three day conference or something really took it out of me. And I would, you know, come home and feel really overwhelmed by household duties that needed to be kept up and just the whole process of making sure things were the kids were being cared for and everything was prepared for them before I left and then all of that. So I would say those years didn't have a lot of balance, but my kids are older now. They're nine and 12 and a half. So they're both in school. And what I find now is I really do my work during the day while they're at school. And then when I go to pick them up, that's the end of the day. I do get sucked into the trap of my phone is always on me. So I can see mm -hmm. emails or Slack messages are coming in. And I really have to resist the urge to check those a lot of times. I think as a business owner, we, we all tend to care a lot and we don't want any issue, you know, or idea that needs to be out there. We don't want it to wait and for it to linger. And so we have that like impulse of, you know, I better get this out. Sometimes I kind of have to check myself. Like, is this really that important? Is someone on our team going to take action on this right now tonight? Because if they're not going to take action on it tonight, 
I can tell them the instruction in the morning and then they're going to take action on it. It's it's kind of that reality puck sort of thing that comes in there too. Like everything can't be a fire. You know, everything isn't an emergency. Sometimes it's, it's just a communication. As a company, we do have a rule of we try to respond to clients within four hours unless it's after hours. So during the day, we're pretty, you know, we're pretty responsive and really on top of things, but we do say, you know, we take nights and weekends off. And part of that is to honor our team and give our team time with their family and friends or, you know, whatever they want to do on the weekend too. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I like that. And, you know, you're sharing that because I know how how crazy it can be being an entrepreneur and being a wife or mother, you know. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. But you touched on something that I'm also going to go in quickly, uh, which is, you know, you're more introverted and extroverted. And I, you know, part of our program, um, we hear our mentees say that a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very extroverted or I'm very introverted. I cannot do this. And, you know, there's that myth that if you're introverted, you are most likely just going to be quiet and sit in a corner and you're shy. But here you are, a marketing agency, uh, advertising agency, you're definitely in front of people. How do you live that life? We tell our mentees all the time, live your true self. It's not a bad thing. It's not a crime to be introverted or extroverted. Just live your truth. So how do you do that? I mean, what would be your advice to that person who is introverted and saying, hey, I want to have a business like her one day that's the secret you just have to embrace it and I think it took me a long time to understand that because I've always wanted to be extroverted I thought oh if I were just extroverted then my business would be so much bigger right (laughs) and maybe extroverted people think the opposite I don't know but stepping out of that comparison and saying okay these are the skills I have I really learned that being introverted and having a real skill for quieting down and truly listening to what my prospects are saying has been a superpower. And so, I mean, a lot of times when I'm taking intake calls with prospects, they are doing the majority of the talking for 30 minutes, sometimes even closer to an hour. And I'm really listening and putting things together, guiding the conversation with questions. And I'm planning and strategizing while that's happening more than necessarily bringing like a very outgoing personality. I think what they're looking to me to do if they're hiring our agency is they are really looking for the plan and the process and the execution. And I don't know that they could care if Katrina is extroverted or introverted. They just really want us to do (laughs) on what the plan is, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think leaning into whatever it is that you are, I mean, that's always going to be the path of least resistance rather than changing saying, all right, now I'm going to have to go pretend to be extroverted. Like that sounds really exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I don't know if I know how to do that. So no, where we are. <laughs> yeah, I, and I totally agree with you. As someone who's also equally introverted, I totally get what you say exhausting because when you hang around people, you're like, oh, okay, I need to go home now and, and sleep or take a nap. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, I do find if I'm, you know, the world has changed in the last year or so, so there's not as many events and conferences and things like that. But I do find if I if I meet up with someone that I already know, that certainly helps me at conferences and it really helps on the networking side. So I'm not just walking up to 
people saying, hi, I'm Katrina, what's your name? I excel when I have a feeling of acceptance. So if there's someone at a conference and that person takes me around to introduce me to their friend and they say, you know, oh, this is Katrina. She has this awesome agency. You know, she's doing X, Y, and Z. I thought it would be really great for you two to have a conversation. Like that really warms me up because I have that acceptance and that validation from the person who's making the introduction to where I suddenly feel more comfortable. And then, you know, I can just go from there, but that's way more comfortable for me than, hi, stranger, I'm Katrina. What's new? (laughs) Right. I don't know how people if you don't do that. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I totally. I mean, I, I want to keep going on with this conversation. It's so good. I can't believe how time went so quickly. But, you know, I, before we end this conversation, I want you to um, share with us, you know, this is like drop the mic moment. What would you tell people listening to this, any woman, any college students listening to this podcast, what would you say to them? Mm. Well, and we were talking a little bit earlier before this call started about a lot of your listeners being, I think you said 25 to 35. Is that the age group? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And I'm just a little bit older than that. But one of the things that I find with this age group specifically is a lot of us, you know, went to college and we were really promised this dream of, you know, go to college, get your degree, get out of college and get this fantastic full-time job with insurance and benefits and vacation and whatever else. And a lot of us have found that those jobs are fewer and fewer. You know, you look at the gig economy and the freelance economy, particularly in the space that I'm in. And I find a lot of, um, millennials are really trying to piece things together. And what I can say to that is one, you're not alone. This is a very common situation. And the second thing is, I believe that if you want to do something new, you can, it really takes commitment and consistency. So even in those hard times, like my years one and two in this business were so hard, it was a real struggle. Even in those hard times, you basically get through those. The anecdote to that is the consistency. You keep showing up every day and moving forward. And it might not be moving forward in the same exact way. You might have to pivot or refine or optimize or whatever it is, but it's that commitment to, okay, something's going to happen because I'm taking action. The more you take action, the more things that are going to happen in your favor. Yes, I love it. Well, you all heard her. Thank you so much, Katrina, for joining us today. This has been absolutely amazing. I was taking notes myself. Uh, So thank you for sharing all those great treasures with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So you all heard it. Go check out her website, nosterhq.com. And if you have any questions or would love to connect with, with Katrina, please do that. And if you if you have questions as well that we can help you with, uh, let us know. You can email us or send us a message on any of our social media platforms and we'll be happy to connect with you. All right, people, thank you so much for listening. Do us a favor, share this podcast with somebody you know who would absolutely enjoy 
enjoy it, especially if the person is thinking about a career in marketing and advertising. This would be great for them. This would be a gift to them, actually. So please send them this podcast and let us know. Let us know if they enjoyed it as well. Okay. All right. Before we head out, we just want to let you all know, of course, you know, we are a nonprofit with 501c3. And this year, our goal is to support, equip, educate, and mentor 2021 women by the end of this year. And we know we can do it together with you if you partner with us. So if you would consider making a donation to our nonprofit today, we would absolutely appreciate that. Every dollar counts, whether it's a dollar or hundred dollars, it doesn't matter. We just hope that together we can change the lives of women all around us by helping them pay for GED and paying for college textbooks. And we know, we believe we can do it together with you because more is better. And I hope you consider making a donation to our organization today. If you have any questions about that, you can reach us at info at dreammentorship.org or you can head onto our website, www.dreammentorship.org and click on the donate button. All right, thank you in advance. Uh, we hope that you consider. All right, well, I'm gonna head out of here and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more about what Dream Mentorship has to offer, follow us on Instagram at Dream Mentorship or visit our website, dreammentorship.org. This podcast was edited by Ruby Liebeshack. Live your authentic dream because every dream is valid.